we're back with episode seven, and this time... I think this is eight. I think the last one was seven. I think you're right, actually. Wow, we've done this so many times, I'm, I'm losing count. That's good, dude. That is good. We're getting the experience down. We are. We're really, we're really getting to the groove of this. Bet. Anyways. Today, though, it's going to be a little different. We are going to dive more into... Wow, damn. Silence your, your phone in theaters, please. <laughs> Anyways, I we're, we're diving more into a, a history lesson of some of the interesting past doings of America, and this is w- just one episode. We're probably going to do this multiple times of very ethical, ethically questionable movements that America has done over the last couple centuries. Mm-hmm. So today... Centuries? We're t- How long's a century? A hundred years? Yeah, but I'm sure, you know... There's some stuff I'm sure we can dig up. In the 1800s and stuff, probably. Yeah. Okay, sorry. But for now, we're diving back into the 1940s with Operation Paperclip. Oh, okay. I like this. Yes. Good intro. Thank you. Anyways. For any of you who don't know what Operation Paperclip is, we're going to say the short version first. Pretty much post-World War II, America takes a bunch of Nazi scientists and makes them do science for us. Short version. Yeah, that was very short version. <laughs> Long version. Set the scene. Okay. Year is 1944. World War II is coming to a close. The Allied forces are coming up into Germany, finding all these concentration camps and German research stations and laboratories. Mm-hmm. And the CIOS... The Combined Intelligence Objective Subcommittee was a group formed that was supposed to be the group that gathers all the information from all these research facilities, gathering all the intel and documents, interrogating uh, like German scientists. Mm-hmm. And one of their searches at Bonn University, they found the Osenberg List, which had a catalog of a bunch of German scientists and engineers that had been working for the Third Reich, a.k.a. the Nazis. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. They use this list that has roughly 1,600 German scientists and engineers. They recruit them, including their families, and bring them to the United States during the Cold War. Now, this is post-World War II. Mm-hmm. The program then was... I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. Pretty um, much... Okay. So they are going through Germany. They're finding all these documents of all these German researchers mm-hmm. and decide to, to recruit them under a new group called the Joint Intelligence Objective Agency. Their main goal was to harness German intellectual resources to help develop America's arsenal of rockets and other biological and chemical weapons. They say at first it was to ensure that Russia didn't get it, a.k.a. the Soviet Union. That was their main defense at first. Oh, we're going to recruit these guys because if we don't, I'm sure the Soviet Union will. Which is makes kind of sense. somewhat makes sense. It somewhat makes sense. Yeah. Would you rather them use, have all this information or would we want this information despite that they're Nazis? Yes. So... Well, it's even crazier to think that like some of the these people were not were literally working on no loss. They did whatever they want. Like there's instances of like them torturing like a twin to see if the other twin would like feel the same effects. They would like 
dye people's bodies full colors like blue and all this crazy stuff like they did so much research that it like we don't really talk about it at school and stuff because mm-hmm. like it was so vile and terrible but the reality of it is some of this crazy stuff did lead to like pretty crazy scientific breakthroughs yes and that's why we kind of wanted those people mad scientists they i mean really were. The, these were guys that were probably not probably like were experimenting on the jewish people Oh, During easily. the Holocaust, easily, like like using them for labor, experimenting on them, trying to use them for research, and we thought it was a good idea to take a big list of them from this Ozenberg list that I forgot to mention, at this university, was found in a toilet. They found it in a toilet, it was torn up into a few pieces, and it was stuffed into a toilet. And a Polish technician, when they were searching part of this CIOS... The Combined Intelligence Objective yeah, Subcommittee. Yeah, you said that already. Yes. I just wanted to <laughs> emphasize it. Okay. Okay. Went and they, they found this list. So they were trying to dump the list of all these scientists. Probably to save them. But yeah. in, a sense, they, in a sense, they got saved even more from the list being found. That's true. So let's go back to... The people that are on it? To the people that are on it. President Harry Truman, which was the president at the time... Yeah. He sanctioned the operation at first. It gave the okay for them to recruit these scientists and bring them to America to work for us. I don't know exactly how long it was, but eventually he then went back on his word and he forbade the agency from recruiting these Nazi members and active Nazi supporters. He eventually decided, you know what? Actually, scratch that. Let's not do this. Well, yeah, a lot of these politicians maybe he did that to protect his image yeah like at first he was like you know what yeah and people were like eh. he was like actually you know what yeah nah wink wink nah wink so but besides that despite what the president said the jioa and the office of strategic services the oss which was the predecessor to what is now the cia the CIA wasn't formed until 1947, and right now we're in 1945. Okay. So that was pretty much what the CIA was in America at the time. They were called the OSS. Okay. Officials from both that department and the JIOA pretty much to bypass what the president said, they whitewashed and got rid of any incriminating evidence and possible war crimes from the scientist records believing that the intelligence was more crucial to the country's efforts. So pretty much to to make it seem like these scientists were legit, let's let's clean their records. They're they're not Nazi scientists. They're just scientists. Well the thing is the Victor writes the history, so like none of yes. these I bet none of these people knew in the fifties and the sixties that Nazis were running NASA and like the head the general surgeon for the third reich was like a crucial per- person in um what's it called the the national basically on the national level for like medicine like mm-hmm. he was a crucial person in that like agency and that it's kind of mind-blowing to think that literally top-ranking nazis are also technically top-ranking u.s government officials yeah and we didn't have you know social media and the internet that we did today so the people were probably completely clueless on this. I mean, the government could do whatever they wanted to back then, essentially. But how many people know this now, dude? Like, we're talking about this, like, I'm gonna be honest with you, like, I'm gonna be real with you, I bet nobody knows that 
the head of NASA was a mega Nazi and literally like hung Jews in front of his like work factory. Like this dude was literally insane. And yeah, nowadays nobody knows that. Nope, nobody knows that. And back then, I'm sure nobody even knew that because we know it nowadays. But now it's too late to do anything. And like, well, what are we supposed to do? Shame on you, government. They're like, oh, that was seventy years ago. Get over it. Mm-hmm. The guy you're talking about, his name is Werner von Braun. Fucked up guy. Yeah. I think I'm pronouncing that right. It's probably more of a German accent. Yeah. Don't even try it. He was <laughs> he was a technical director at a German army research center and was crucial in developing a V2 rocket, the V2 rocket mm-hmm. that was used against Britain. He was a pretty much a rocket scientist. He was brought into America. He went to a certain army station. I'm not sure. I think it was in Texas or Nevada, Arizona. One of those more isolated places, like mm-hmm. Area 51-ish. But oh. Pretty much, you know, isolated in the desert. Yes, away from Yeah. To assist the army in rocket experimentation. Now, the thing about this guy, if you don't know what the V-2 rocket is, it was the first long-range ballistic missile ever created. Which is used in war nowadays, I feel like, often at least some sort, a smaller version of what it was back then. Yeah. And he was the one who designed it. He was the most crucial person in, in developing this rocket. And they used it against Britain at first and to fire into London. The first one was fired into London. It created a 32-foot crater in diameter. That's Interesting factoid. Yeah. And it killed three people and injured 22 and this was one of 1,300 V-2 rockets that were fired into England. Mm-hmm. And that was just one country. They were also fired into Poland and France and other European countries that were fighting at the time. But what he did with the V-2 rocket was the crazy part, was that he had the knowledge of... He was literally, like you said, the head person of it. So he brought it over to the States. And mm-hmm. with NASA, he used that technology that we didn't have and put that into the ships or the rocket ships that we use to go to the moon and go into space. Like, yeah, that's basically what I'm getting at, dude. The fact that yeah, he ended up becoming the director of the Marshall Space Flight Center and the chief architect of you said like the rockets that we sent astronauts to the moon with. That he was there for decades. He was in the Kennedy Launch Center. Dude, he was running NASA. Yes, yeah. like the, the the dude that is knows all everything about building the ships to go to the moon that all of America cares about, of course this dude is running the show, yeah. not we, anybody else. We we wouldn't even have probably the weaponry we have in our military if it wasn't for this guy. Like I said, it was the first ballistic missile. The first time a missile that you just launched from far away that was directed and guided mm-hmm. to go and just land inside a city. They're making that in the 40s, dude. That's crazy. That's impressive. And this guy was the person behind that. And they were like, yo, you want to Come help us get to the moon. Do that, but not to blow up people. To, yeah. to people to ride on it. And mm-hmm. he was like, "Okay, now that's a Russian. That was Russian. That was <laughs> yeah, not." I was about to say, bro. Oh. But that that's kind of like where some I I don't like to use the word conspiracy theories, but some people that are a little bit crazy say like, "Oh, well, the dude that was in charge of NASA was a Nazi. Like, are you gonna trust this Nazi that he sent us to the moon a bunch of times?" And I was mm-hmm. like. You got me there. That is kind of, that is a bit interesting argument to me. It is an interesting argument, and I want to say, can we trust him? I think to an extent, because at the end of the day, he's an evil person. But, but he's also, yeah, a genius. A scientific genius that leapt 
bounds in the science community, and we wouldn't probably be where we are today without them. It's that German engineering. You know, it, it that goes to more things than just rockets and weapons. Like, think of cars. America's finally catching up. What do you mean? Car manufacturing, like BMWs and stuff. You, you like, you want to go like American cars are finally catching up in the the manufacturing of it. But you jump 10, 15, 20 years ago, you can hop in a German-made car and hop in some whatever Ford was making in the nineties in the eighties, and you'll be like. Significantly different. Yeah, be like, damn, this runs, it feels, and looks just better. Okay. The Germans have always been just naturally, I don't want to say naturally, but just always been more advanced. Advanced in engineering, yeah. And this is just an example of it. Going back to this V2 rocket that he designed, Mm -hmm. it was, you know, I, I was reading about it. It was, they estimate that 20,000 people died in making this rocket. This dude that was, like you said, he did a lot of evil things. 20,000 people were estimated to die. They were using slave labor. I'm going to probably assume from the Holocaust slaves and the Jews, maybe maybe other people. That this guy wanted, you know, they want to make this rocket so bad. I, I can imagine, especially back then, never making a rocket before. You don't know safety precautions. Shit's probably blown up. Well, not even that, dude. Why they don't give a shit? These people are beneath them. Yeah, they're they're the superior race. Like to them, the they, they think these Jews are literally all they're good for is cannon fodder and building our weapons, and then they die. Yeah. So they weren't even thinking about these safety precautions. They no. Just let them go out there and build whatever the hell they want. They were like, do it all. Like, don't worry, we're not going to help you at all or anything. And th- this guy was able to do all these horrible things, build a weapon to blow up major parts of Europe. Then come over to America with his family, make money, run NASA, get his record swiped clean, mm-hmm. stand with the president while we launch astronauts into the, the moon. Do you think it's ethical? Well, if I take it case by case, I think when you judge what we were up against, it seems like some people would say, okay, well... Imagine if Warner von Braun went to Soviet Russia and then they built, they weren't, not even they were trying to get to the moon. They were building better rockets and better ballistic missiles and then they attack us. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I, I can attest, I mean, I can agree to that. But yeah. like, also at the same time, you know, maybe we should have had a more, not like concerted effort as multiple countries because we kind of just have to rely that we're going to be the only country that's going to do something about it somewhat and then our ally countries not like soviet russia and stuff so we have more of a like effort to go out there and find these german war criminals or nazi war criminals and apprehend them and arrest them but instead we're like what do they know yeah and like well i agree with that though like yeah get Get the knowledge, you know, it's going to be hard, you know, I, from statistic, I wouldn't say statistically, but actually, I think it is a statistic. I don't know, though. You can't really take me on that. But um, when you use torture to get information, it's, some of the times it's not truthful. So, like, we couldn't really torture these people into giving us the information. Mm-hmm. So what do we do? We make it feel like they're at home, you know, welcome to America, blah, 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 give us everything you know. Yeah. And we won't kill you. And it's like, okay. I guess pretty much you can like you can work with us almost similar obviously not the same but almost like nowadays hackers that America finds mm-hmm. 
instead of there's a lot of times they'll they'll find these very skilled hackers that are trying to do crimes or do other things and if the FBI or whatever department catches them they'll offer them a job instead yeah. of instead of you know arresting them, they'll be like hey you you have like hacking skills that like can't be taught do you want to come hack for us like the government and we'll just forget what you were doing in a sense my my problem with like hiring like these in a sense enemies of the government together is like so the problem with operation paperclip in my opinion is that like if you're hiring warner von braun to be the head of like like aerospace and then you're hiring a guy like walter schreiber who was the former general surgeon for the third reich you're hiring him to be in charge of all the medical stuff nationally and then you hire this dude named Gerard Schrader who made like some crazy nerve gas stuff and then you put him in charge of like chemical warfare you have all of these top ranking Nazis at like top ranking officials in the government you think they're just like oh okay we're American now no they're still Nazis <laughs> like they're, they're still Nazi supporters secretly they're probably not openly doing it exactly like a, they're probably going home and they're like Hail Hydra. And all, exactly. <laughs> and these people aren't the people that, you know, maybe, not even maybe, most likely it's, there's a decent amount of Nazis that were just listening to authority. They're listening to their orders or they get killed. You know, somewhat that's understandable. But most of these people were the ones given the orders. Yeah. They're like, kill these Jews. Yeah, like, bring me these guys to experiment. I want to test this nerve gas on these people. Exactly. So that's the crazy part to me. It's like... I, that's where the ethical part breaks down for me is like yes in a real and like in obviously in the real world in reality like the the world does work like that where we can just go and kill these nazis and take them down and blah 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 like there's going to be other countries that are taking them for their information so mm-hmm. we might have to do the same yeah so it's a, it's almost like a be like kill or be killed sort of thing like we cuz you know i believe that if Soviet Union did get these Nazis instead of us, I think the Cold War would have ended differently. Because if Russia got that technology instead of us, because to be honest, I I don't know like a ton about the Cold War, mm-hmm. but I do think Russia probably had the technological advantage on us if it wasn't for the Nazis. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but you know, on my head I want to think because think of all the technology we needed the Nazis for. Mm-hmm. Russia's gotten just as far as we have without these Nazis. Yeah. Well, from what I've heard from certain people in the government, I will not name who, it seems like we are not the developed country in a sense to these other countries. Like, not like socioeconomics and stuff like that, but in the sense of militaristic technology. Like, some of these countries were stealing their information. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is how you make this rocket, this is how you make this jet, this is how you make these propulsion systems. Like, we go to, we go into Russia and fucking steal that shit. Like, it's crazy. Like my now, my question to you is, if all of these Germans knew all of this information and they had all of this like technology or possible technology to make, how did they lose? Like, us Americans are coming in there with tanks and we're dropping bombs, and these people are literally making Wonder Waffle weapons and blasting zombies or whatever they're doing, and we're just like, yeah, okay. Uh, to be honest with you, I I can't answer the question. I can. Like exactly, I can probably say it's because German Germany declared war pretty much on the entire world. It was, it was multiple countries against them. Okay. Maybe they got spread too thin. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were trying to put too many resources because they were trying to declare war. They were having concentration camps. They were developing rockets. 
They were doing all these sort of technological breakthroughs along with controlling their country, along with declaring war on the rest of the world, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And the only thing I can assume is that they got spread too thin, pretty much, or they overestimated themselves. But to be honest, you're right. Like You would think the technologically advanced country would would win despite the odds. Mm Mm-hmm. Like doing all this research and like looking into the stuff, like it really puts me into this like weird mindset that like we really aren't the smartest country. And like I understand like education wise, you know, we're like twenty something compared to all these other countries. But like also, as you could see, we have to go and recruit like high ranking, very bad people to come into our government so we could be just as technologically advanced as them or as other countries. Mm-hmm. Like. Why are we not promoting education enough to get these people to be like what what drives these people to be smart? Like is it just like, oh, here's the lucky apple out of the bunch in these countries? Like, I don't know if it's like that, dude. Maybe I don't want to sound un American, but maybe these other countries just overall are generally smarter than us as people and they care more about those things. Mm-hmm. Here in America, what do you see on TV all the time? Fucking sports and fucking people jumping off of big balls and falling into water and you know singing competitions and yeah. everything like that. You like I think, the History Channel is like a, an extra thing you buy on TV. You know, it's mm-hmm. not something you find on CBS or NBC. It's crazy to me. Yeah, I think you you're right. It comes down to the culture. The culture there isn't really emphasized on on like education. Like nowadays, it's it's almost like natural for people that don't come from low class and even in the low class to go to college it's almost like expected of you like and i feel like 20 years ago it was like a thing you did what go to college okay to go get a degree like 20 30 years ago it was something you could do and like it was a great accomplishment and nowadays i feel like they're just hurting you to do it and it's expected of you to go to college not that you want to go and learn and even if you do go do you get the the full education out of it are these colleges even treating you as a way to Oh, we're building the engineers of tomorrow. Or give us money. Here's your classes. Get a degree. Go home. My thing is, what is the st- what is the statistic that like call it, like universities can give me to show me that like not oh look at all these people that graduated and now have these jobs. How many of these people are considered successful in the eye of the public? And they're know? gonna make leaps and bounds, and they're their fields exactly like everything you like sucked me off for to get here and then i get here it's like here are all of these hard-ass classes dude there's some kids that go to uf that tell me they literally make the classes harder so people will fail so it looks like the school is more prestigious oh look the classes are really hard you got to be really smart to come here yada 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 look at our acceptance rate dude who fuck that really that's how you're gonna do it it should be more of a sense of look these classes are actually challenging this stuff mm-hmm. is actually hard to learn that's why this car this program is hard. That's why this school is prestigious. Not, oh, we are intentionally making this shit hard. So we look better. Like, yeah. That's fucked up. It is fucked up. But uh, we went to school. I don't know. We, we, we branched off, but, you know, pretty much this, we'll, we'll jump back into the, <laughs> yeah, we tried to back do. to Operation Paperclip. We're doing full circle here. Yeah, the, ethi- the ethicality of it, I guess, if that's the right word. You know, on a, let me let me try and put it this way. I'm not saying if I was in a high-ranking government position back then to make decisions and you told me, sir, we found this list that has 
uh, a thousand something German like Nazi scientist and stuff that worked in the like in Third Reich. Okay. We can go get them and take them like bring them here and like find out the technology. I'd be like, hmm. You know what? Let's do that. Okay. Let's let's bring them here because that seems what the what President Truman did. I, I think at first, you know, when he sanctioned this. You know, if I had to get my in my his head like his mindset, yeah, it was you know what bring him here, and then the OSS at the time was probably like, oh, we're gonna use them, we're gonna do this, and he was probably like, you know what, that's not really what I wanted to do. He's you like, know, I just wanted the information. I just wanted the information. I didn't want them to work for us. Mm-hmm. He was like, you know, what, never mind. And then they were like, psych, bitch. You know what? We're gonna wipe your slate clean. We need this information. Despite pretty much that, just showed that denied the presidential authority. Of the CIA at the time pretty much said, you know what, President? We don't care what you say. We're going to do what we want because we feel this is what's best for the country. They pretty much denied presidential, you know, say at yeah. the time. You could say they were right, too, because we got the technology to, in quotation marks, go to the moon. Which, I believe, we went to the moon. Mm-hmm. I just think, you know, ob- ob- not even obviously, it's been proven that some of this footage is fake. Like... Not even like, oh, this is proven, bro. I brought like, no, like go online. You can look at some of the pictures. They're flipped around, blacked out videos of these people like falling down, and then they just get yanked up, and you're like, okay, you like, I understand. I've never been in like one six Earth's gravity in space or whatever, but like, come on, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I, there's still like Newton's law of like physics and all. Not Newton. I don't know who it is, but mm-hmm. like all of these laws that are still in place in reality. But like, even with that sense of gravity, you could theoretically measure like the trajectory they fall and things like that and it doesn't yeah. make sense logically it doesn't yeah i believe we went to the moon but like you said i feel like a lot of it was propaganda because it we were in the cold war it was a race to the moon mm-hmm. and i feel like how, how many we go to the moon for the first time you think our first goal is to take a selfie dude like i don't know man like i feel like a lot of it like we might have gone to the moon but like you said, some of it was a lot of propaganda to show different clips. Oh, look, he's he's bouncing on the moon. He's doing, he's walking on the moon. This might be a little off topic from that, but like, is it weird to think about that? Most likely, we had top, I mean, not most likely, we did have top-ranking Nazi officials that were running NASA to get to the moon, and then whatever Soviet Union space program was, most likely some Nazis were running it up there too. Yeah. Do you not think they're somehow conversing with each other or in cahoots or something like that? They're, they're still Nazis. Nazis. Yeah, both of them are Nazis. Both of them yeah. used to serve the same cause. Like Maybe I'm jumping leaps and bounds right now, but like... I think at the time the technology would have been... Especially these guys were probably on lockdown for a while. You know, I think eventually this Warner Von Braun guy, like... They're treated like... Some of these people were treated like kings after a while. I feel like after a while, yeah, they were probably still Nazis. But it was, you know what? Germany lost. I've been given a second chance here, despite all my wrongdoings. I think I'm just gonna enjoy this. I'll say this too, Jake. I don't know if they have the same thought process as... Young boy chilling in Flooded Island, you know? These people were, like born and raised in this probably this Nazi belief and all this propaganda so like dude some of these people that conservative and liberal to the day they die will believe in the same thing that their side is right this and that like they have been completely brainwashed to think that most likely even at a higher scale these Nazis were much worse like they were getting brainwashed to the thinking killing people was good mm-hmm. so you think that they just got to the United States and they're like 
oh, second chance. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> yeah. But I don't I don't think they could hop on text message and be like, hey man, like hey. how's Russia? That's true. <laughs> I don't know how they would be able to converse considering the internet was I feel like for a while these guys were on lockdown. Like you're working for us. Cause it it wasn't like immediately that these guys were made the director of NASA. For, yes, that's for true. a while they were just building weaponry and stuff because the race like I said they got brought over here I believe it was 1945 okay when did we go to the moon not to the late 60s I think it was mid no maybe it was 60 I think it was like 68 69 okay anyways continue but you know that was two decades later plus 69 69 yes sir yes sir anyways continue but you know I feel like for a while they were probably on like watch but think about that, dude. That's nineteen years later. Mm-hmm. No, not even. That's twenty four. That's twenty four years later, right? Mm-hmm. To sixty nine. Damn, that was way off the first. Time. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but like that's twenty plus years later. Don't wouldn't you think that this maybe to an extent they're like okay, they're good now. We trust them, and they're like thanks. Call Soviet Nazi guy. Hey, they gave me a phone. Or, hey, they did this or something. Plan B. <laughs> exactly, bro. Like, I don't know, dude. I feel like we had some form of communicate. I don't. I probably should look into this more before I should say some like crazy. Yeah, I feel like we're getting on some like assumptions, but like they're not like too not like crazy consumptions, like things that to me are logical. Yeah, these seem seem logical considering all of the messed up things the government has done, like bringing in Nazis, Nazis and then letting them be in. At least in the sense of a high-ranking official. Yeah. You could, sure, dude, bring them in. You know, they could be whatever, be these low-ranking scientists. Like, he shouldn't be the director of NASA or a health yeah. organization or, or anything. That, like, it should... You know, they this guy I was reading almost became a celebrity. Like, a lot of people knew who Warner Von Braun was. Like, by the time it was 1969, I don't want to say the vast majority of people, but a lot of, I feel like, higher-ups, celebrities and rich people in the country knew who Warner Von Braun was and that I, I saw no matter the celebrity status he got that his Nazi past could not be overlooked and like I feel like it was to an extent this guy was able to raise his family here and have like a, a good job like that, that Bond University that you brought up they mm-hmm. said that if he was alive today they would have charged him with crimes against humanity like that's kind of what what that's kind of the ethical question we're dealing with is like, dude, that guy was alive today. There's no question we wouldn't have asked anything. We, or actually, maybe the government would have got something out of him. But like mm-hmm. in a general sense, they would have murked this dude, you know? Yeah. But now he lived his life. You're right. He had kids. I don't even at, know where these kids are now. <laughs> yeah. At the, it was. I guess it was just timing, and I think America was desperate. I think that's what it was. I think when you're desperate, you're like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> like, well, maybe, I don't know if you can answer this question for me, but like, yeah, we win the war, but like, in in the sense of economically, or uh, that's a word, but like, in terms of like finance, where are we? You know, we literally just spent uh, so much money going to war with two countries, with Japan and with Germany, and did all of this stuff and spent all of this money and killed mm-hmm. all of these people. And, you know, good, a lot good of our people died somewhat. Exactly. Yeah. But like, what does that leave us? You know, we're like, you hear a lot of from even from these history classes like i remember my dual enrollment history class like oh right after the war you know here comes the american dream you know white picket fence houses across the street blah 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 grass is cut whatever but like 
did that actually happen so quickly or was it like yeah we came back we won but millions of people died um we don't really have that much money right now we spent all of it on all these tanks and jets and this yeah. nuclear bomb or i don't think it was nuclear completely yet maybe it was a little bit mm-hmm. but they dropped it on these two countries whatever i mean these two cities and how much money is that where did, did we just like oh so let's start printing out more money and yeah, we won we won Woo, let's do it like i don't know the, i don't think that's how money works yeah but i don't even see a value in, eh let's not go into that but yeah yes. but yeah <clears throat> i feel like they were desperate they they needed they felt like they needed to it was as the oss put it it was crucial to the country's efforts their intelligence despite their war crimes it was crucial Crucial is a big word, I feel like, to use in government. Like, this is absolutely necessary. Like, we have no other option. Like, we have to do this because we're at war right now with Soviet Union still. Mm-hmm. Not a direct war, but we're at, like, a passive-aggressive flick the middle finger up at them war. The, the, th- the argument they, they can use is it's crucial because a lot of the technology we get that we use in regular day life or even in, like, science nowadays is found from, like, like not weapons, but using militaristic technology against an enemy it's like when it came to the um what's it called the the ginormous telescope whatever the hubble telescope Mm -hmm. the reason we found out oh we could point this out in the sky we started we kept pointing it down at our enemies we started to try and spy on them and then some scientists were like you want to just build another one and then flip it out to the stars so we could look at other galaxies and they were like you're a genius. <laughs> like that. Like that's the argument they use. Like microwaves was like not invented, but was discovered from like military um, like operations. Yeah, so. the computer. Computers at first were for military operations. The internet, government. Yeah, so. a lot of our technology has come from you know war, war developments. I feel like nothing really gets the engineers going. Like. You gotta do it. <laughs> We're gonna die. You gotta really get into the lab. And they're like, all right. <laughs> Maybe that's like, that is kind of just human nature at a more technological scale. Because, mm-hmm. like, thousands of years ago, the people that died were the people that, not thousands, probably a lot longer ago, but like, the people that didn't put the stones on the sticks, they did not live. Mm-hmm. They were running away, trying to smack the bears. And these other people were throwing rocks and boomerangs and had axes made of stone. Like, hey. Eh? Those people survived. It's, they did. That might just be how the world works, which is, I can't. I can't even say that's fucked up because it's the really survival of the fittest. <sighs> that is kind of crazy. It, it's. I don't want to say it's messed up because like that is the way the world works. Like, that, despite like we are humans and we have come to this evolved time, where we're like more civilized. But go out in nature. It's still the way the world works works go to the ocean that's the way the world works dude even with this operation paperclip it's like those people survived because they knew what they needed to know to survive if you didn't know that no and you did those crimes you're dying yeah but you knew how to make these rockets and make this tear gas and you knew all of this medical information you're good to go you got the green light and you i wouldn't say live soundly mm-hmm. but later in their life it seemed like they were living scot-free you know they might yeah. have murdered thousands maybe hundreds of thousands considering you told me what twenty thousand people died just for a rocket. rocket that's for one weapon you know man yeah well you know i feel like this about wraps it up for this episode yeah 
That was a good one, dude. That was a specific topic, Operation Paperclip. Yeah. You guys should look more into it. You know, we are literally just covering the surface. Yeah, we, we did our own research, but if, if you want to find out even more and do some more research on top of anything we said, we encourage it. Then look up in Google. <laughs> yeah, go Google, one Google search at a time. Yeah, let them steal your data slowly. Yes, exactly. But this is just the first episode of us diving deep into our country's history and exposing the governor. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, we are, though. Kind of. Kind of. We're talking about some things that the government has done. I, in It's opinionated, wrongfully or unwrongfully. Mm-hmm. You know, I bet people could argue, I, some, we kind of did argue somewhat that this was ethical. Yeah. And, but it was uh, also unethical at the same time. I, yeah, I would say for the most part, if I'd say it was ethical, even though it was wrong. Like, wrong from a moral standpoint. Because I feel like morals and ethics are different. Yes. From a moral standpoint... That was probably me- me- it, messed it was, up. It was messed up. From an ethical standpoint, from the circumstances they were faced with, I'd say it was ethical. Last question. Is it even morally justified to get the information that they obtained immorally and unethically? Say that again? So they got this information doing messed up stuff. These Nazis, they did all this research on, like... All, like on these humans and blah 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 all of this crazy stuff mm-hmm. they did that unethically would it be immoral of us to get that information out of those people that did unethical and immoral acts hmm I, I think so it's almost like that's okay instead of blood money it's like blood knowledge okay blood knowledge we just yeah I, I'm copywriting that right now okay you are yes <laughs> that all was right. me copywriting it but yeah I, I think it's immoral but again, ethical if you need the knowledge. You know? Alright, that's a good way to end it. Yeah, Very I think so. If, big question. If you guys agree with us or you have a differing opinion, let us know. Shoot us a message. We're getting questions slowly, but I'm not we're not gonna do a QA until the questions actually build up. Yeah, until we can really, you know, spend a, a at least a good chunk of time going through them. Yeah. So if if you have any American old ethical questions or anything the government that you know you want us to talk about because we have a good list of them yeah like mk ultra operation starfish prime um, operation mockingbird yeah these are just a few that we're going to go over in the future episodes if you like this sort of episodes getting a little history lesson let us know yeah i don't know where you can drop a like or anything this yeah is that youtube <laughs> subscribe leave a comment <laughs> well that's it for now this has been episode eight operation paperclip we out you.